Good morning. It is Monday, October the 2nd, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt. This is your wake-up call. Let's begin this day, this Monday, the first day of the week, very early October, the uh, the 10th month. Let's be consecrated this morning. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our entry today is entitled, A Checkup. How is your confidence in Jesus? Our text is chapter 8 of Acts, verses 1 through 8. Hear now the word of the Lord. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. Did you pick up that curious line near the end of chapter 7? In case not, here it is. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. Today we meet the author of most of the New Testament books. He will later use a Roman name, Paul. But for today, we will call him Saul. This story of Saul may be the most stunning story in all of the New Testament. At least it is the most unlikely. Does the name Osama bin Laden ring a bell? How about Mohammed Imwazi, alias Jihadi John? For all practical purposes, Saul was the first century equivalent. He lived to destroy the church and Christians. Picture him going from house to house, dragging fathers and mothers away as their children shrieked in tears of terror, never to see them again. Saul was nothing short of a first century religious fundamentalist 
terrorist. He held the coats of the executioners at the public execution of Stephen. In 21st century terms, he might be carrying the suicide vests. Now, imagine the unimaginable. Osama bin Laden becomes not only a follower of Jesus, but his number one spokesperson. I'll save the details for when it happens, but for now, it's important for us to get very clear on who Paul used to be. In his mind, as in the mind of any religious fundamentalist terrorist, these heinous acts were nothing less than acts of divine worship. We need to keep this story fixed in our minds because it reveals the incomprehensible power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only to save, but to completely transform a human being. True then, true now. This is perhaps the gospel case study of all case studies. It's truly astonishing to think Paul would one day write these words, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Romans 1.16 And speaking of case studies, are you waking up to your own life as a case study of the power of God? It feels like a moment to check in with each other. Are you waking up to the power of God in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit? Think about your own life for a minute. How are you being transformed? Where do you sense the most pressing need for the power of God in your life? What is your present confidence level in the power of God these days? The Prayer of Transformation Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. And I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father. Amen. And the question where is your level of confidence in the transformative power of Jesus Christ these days? Scale it for me from 1 to 10. 10 is the highest, the highest confidence. How about in your own life? 
do you realize those may be different numbers? And for our hymn today, we're going to sing, I'd Rather Have Jesus. It's number 140 in our seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's Praise, number 140. Some of you are needing to get that hymnal yet. You can see the link in the email today and order it. I'd rather have Jesus, number 140. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 3. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand than to be the king of a vast domain or be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. I'd rather have Jesus than men's applause. I'd rather be faithful to his dear cause. I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame. I'd rather be true to his holy name than to be the king of a vast domain or be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. He's fairer than lilies of rarest bloom. He's sweeter than honey from out of the comb. He's all that my hungering spirit needs. I'd rather have Jesus and let him lead than to be the king of a vast domain or be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. Amen. I haven't sang that song in a long time. I haven't heard it in a long time. But it kind of says it all, doesn't it? And, you know, that ties in really to what we're talking about today. How is your confidence level in Jesus? I mean, that's what faith is. It's confidence in Jesus. Where are you? Today in that. I mean, we're dealing with things, all of us. We're dealing with external challenges and circumstances and hardships and sickness and all kinds of bad things are happening in many people's lives. How is your confidence? In Jesus' ability 
to bring transformation in that. That may not be exactly the outcome you're looking for, but like I'm confident that he is at work in all of it, that he's working things out, that he's working things out, not necessarily according to my plans, but for my good. How is your confidence there? And then internally, a lot of us are maybe not our best selves right now. Maybe anger is getting the best of us. Maybe lust is rearing its ugly head. Maybe we're struggling with envy or we're comparing ourselves to others. Or maybe it's self loathing we just are struggling to to get over ourselves at some level how's your confidence in jesus power his ability his care his interest in you to help you over that difficulty over that challenge to actually bring transformation into your life for some of us, that confidence needs to make its move in bringing some other people into our life with us. That's what we call a band in our work. Two or three others who will help you, who will walk with you, who will hold up your arms, who will encourage you, who will tell you the truth, who will love you, who will, who will begin to know you deeply and love you profoundly. Yeah, well, just wanted to check in. That's what I said today was, a little bit of a check-in. And, of course, what gives rise to this is looking at this villainous character, Saul, and seeing what Jesus did with his life. It's extraordinary. And it tells us if, if, if he can do it like that with that kind of person, he can do it in my life. He can do it in your life. But the missing piece of the puzzle is the actual confidence we have in him and the kind of risk we're willing to take on him to do it. All right, that's where I'm going to stop today. It's Monday. We got a lot ahead of us this week. There's there's stuff to do. There's people to see. There's transformation to be had. There's demonstration to be had. And um, here we are in the first week of October. Let's get ready to hit the field. Gather up your seeds. I'll be looking for you out there. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.